Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment has arrived. The Be Ready for the Moment podcast, hosted by the one and only Queen Ching, and syndicated on the EAE Radio Network, which boasts over 10 million listeners and 40 licensed digital stations worldwide, baby. EAE Radio, where music lives, people. Tonight, we're honored to have EAE Radio Zone, On the Verge, indie power player, Sporty Black. Tonight, he speaks his truth regarding his journey, struggle, career expectations, fears, and more. It's all positive on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast. Feel free to text your questions and comments to 323-553-5628. Sporty Black. Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm honored to be a part of the show. Thank you so much. We're honored to have you. Why don't we go ahead and just jump right into it? How has 2015 or how did 2015 treat your music career and how has 2016 treated you thus far? Well, 2015, you know, it was it was a roller coaster ride for me. I had a lot of ups and downs in my personal life as well as my music life because I had moved from the Atlanta area to the Nashville area, and that didn't work out. But I continued to put out, you know, music. Um, I dropped two mixtapes last year, which one, Sporty for President, that did well, and I um, dropped Crack Music 1, that did extremely well. Um, So at the end of the year, I dropped uh, Crack Music 2 on live mixtapes. So, you know, that's what we're pushing right now. We got a lot of videos and stuff on YouTube and uh, a couple of singles on iTunes. So, you know, we just uh, campaigning right now. So, you know, everything's looking better. I'm back in Georgia, back in my hometown, and uh, I'm back with the music. Well, that's what's up. I'm glad to hear that. So you mentioned that you're originally from Atlanta. You detoured and took a journey out to Nashville, and now you're back in your hometown, Atlanta. Yeah, that's right. So what was it like growing up for you in ATL? Well, uh, my story is kind of intriguing, you know. Um, Growing up, I'm actually from a small town outside of Atlanta um, called Carrollton, Georgia, which is West Georgia. And, um, you know, I grew up, you know, um, uh, at-risk youth, you know what I'm saying, grow up around, you know, a bad neighborhood, you know, a crime area, a drug area, things of that nature. You know, I felt, you know, victim to the game, and I actually got incarcerated wow. at the age of 16, you know, so I did a long wow. sentence for like 12 years, and I got out. I've been home um, four years now, but while I was in, wow. incarcerated, you know, um, I started writing poetry and then, that, you know, I turned that into um, lyrics and start, you know, just start writing songs and hooks. And I came home, um, my homeboy put me in the studio, introduced me to a producer named Billy Beats. Um, he's from Albany, okay. Georgia. And um, me and him linked up, and uh, we did a few songs. Um, our top song we did is a song called Whipping White. Um, I got a video and uh, also okay. the singles on iTunes. And, um, you know, that's, that's my biggest record as of date. Okay, so that must have been really hard. I mean, that's a deep story that you have there. I mean, your prison sentence, you growing up in ATL and not the best side of town. 
um, I want to know that a heavy load to carry. Was there any positive influences around you in the hood during that time? Well, you know, in the hood um, at that time, it wasn't a lot of positive influence because, you know, coming from that environment, most of the people that we idolized and looked up to was, you know, basically local drug dealers or whatever. So that's kind of like right. what steered me in the wrong way. But when I went to prison, like I said, I went in and I was age 16, but I got tried as an adult. So I was around right. a lot of positive brothers and now, you know, who was, you know, making okay. a lot of positive moves. And, um, you know, I'm a writer. Um, uh, mostly I'm an author. You know, I'm an author of over eight books, three of which I've self-published. So that's when I realized I had a, a knack for writing when I was in prison. I, I self-published my first right. book from prison with the guidance uh, of a, a homeboy called um, Cash. You know, he, he was very popular in prison from writing and publishing <laughs> books and so on. But, you know, I pursued that path, and, you know, I still do that to date. You know, that's very prosperous for me, you know, as an author and an entrepreneur. Wow, that's a great story and definitely inspiration for me, and I know for the listeners out there, salute Sporty Black for not coming out here and using your past as a crutch or as an excuse to continue on that path. I mean, even while incarcerated, Sporty Black is in there publishing books. That's real. Yeah, 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 definitely, 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 definitely. So I would like to rewind the tape a little further. That's a huge challenge you faced there, and you strapped your boots up and you handled that. But let's rewind the tape back a little further. I want to discuss, I know we talked about your neighborhood, but what was the impact? Did your parents have any influence on your love for music, or was it strictly when you just had a turning point in your life? Oh, well, my love for music, you know, it comes from uh, some of the southern pioneers in the game, from the UGKs to the 8-Ball MJGs to the Outcasts. You know, we used to, um, you know, basically memorize all their rhymes and mimic it, you know, and um, me and my homies, uh, we... We got a hold to um, an instrumental tape, you know, and we started uh, like writing raps to it or whatever. So I wrote my first rhyme um, when I was around like 13 or 14. We actually recorded it, you know, in the little makeshift studio we had, you know what I mean? But I wasn't passionate about it until um, when I came home from prison and I seen that I could be prosperous with it, you know what I mean, and and tell my story and, you know, deliver a message. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, from the indie circuit, a lot of people be like, man, when I make it, when I make it, when I make it. But me personally, I feel like I've already made it because there's so many younger MCs or younger people in my community that comes up to me and tell me how much I inspire them. So by me inspiring them, that gives me, you know, a sense of, you know, accomplishment, so to speak, you know, because it ain't all about the money, you know what I mean? It's all about the people that you touch. Absolutely. That's 100% correct. A lot of these artists out here today, you know, I think a lot of them have lost that passion and that drive. But I salute you, Sporty Black, and all the artists out there that are about putting these younger Gs up on game because it's not all good in the street, you know, and that something is going to take an artist like you. You know, you've lived that life, 
you did your time. You published books in prison. So it's no doubt that these younger cats look up to you. I mean, that's some real stuff. And for you to say that that's what drives you, that's that's deep. That's what it's about. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Growing up, I know you mentioned the Southern rappers. You had a lot of um, influence from the South, obviously. Yeah. Um, You mentioned uh, UGK, MJG, I believe, earlier. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, UGK. Who were the artists during those hard times that you were facing? MJG? Yeah, yeah, I said MJG, yeah. MJG. Okay, and so what was the first single or CD that you ever purchased? Do you remember the exact CD or single? Yeah, the the first CD that I ever bought was um, a Too Short CD. I want to say it was Born and Mac. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up loving Too Short. I'm not mad at you for that. Shout out to Too Short. That's right. still something I bumped today. All right. So you've been through a lot, Shorty Black. You get out. You said you had faced a lot in your early stages. I mean, wow, those are some really heavy life challenges that you've overcome. So you only been out four years. You get out, and what was, can you describe to me, you get in the free world, and when did you exactly know? I know you had a moment in behind bars when you was faced with all that, but you get out in the free world. Explain to me what you were feeling and how you just knew that this was going to be the life for you and you were going to stay on the right and positive path. Um, well, you know, when I got out, sometimes you get out, finding employment, you know, can be a challenge for you uh, if you use that as a crutch. Um, but, you know, I stayed positive with my job search, and I was able to, you know, find a job. And um, once I found my job, you know, um, as a temp, I was a temp to hire, and I got hired on. And um, throughout my job, you know, I continued to, you know, do my music on the side. And uh, I built basically built my fan base from from the ground up. Cause when I got out from doing over a decade, didn't nobody really know who I was, you know, except some people in my neighborhood. But I built a strong following on social media, and um, you know, people just started gravitating to my music and my story. So you know, I was able to you know establish uh, myself, you know, as a, as a, a figure in the underground rap scene in Atlanta. So I turned around; it was a job opening in my job um, as a as a social media marketer, basically uh, an office okay. job. You know, I was on the floor, you know, like doing forklift type stuff. So when that job opened up, I saw my resume in, and basically my resume was based on um, basically my social media um, uh, presence, you know, my followers right. and, you know, things of that nature, basically showing them how I was able to, you know, stamp my own, movement, my own record label, and, you know, just build a fan base off of music through social media. So I was like, so if I can sell music via social media, 
I was working for this, um, the company it's called Playland. We sell playground parts and accessories. So I was like, if I can sell music online, I know I can help y'all sell these playground parts. So, you know, they read right. on my resume, and they gave me a huge job promotion. I went from getting, you know, $12 hours of being a salary uh, worker. So at that point wow. right there, I was like, man, you know, uh, really the sky's the limit. You can do anything. You, you you put your mind and your heart and your desire to do it, you know, if you're just willing to put forth that effort. Absolutely, Sporty Black. And that is such a blessing. I, it, I'm just so happy for you that you have made it happen because earlier you said something and you said, that a lot of these indie artists say, when we make it, when we make it. But you actually have made it. So I just wanted to reiterate that, you know, to know what you out here doing. And it's just so inspiring even to myself. So I know for all the listeners out there, this is one of the realest stories we've ever had on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast. Shout out to Short Sporty Black. You are really leaving your imprint in this game, and not only just the game, in life. You know, you're here to really leave your mark, um, and there's not a lot of artists like that left. Yeah, what it's all about. So I want to know, Sporty Black, you walk in the studio and describe to me and all the listeners out there your feeling, your energy, what are you feeling at that exact moment? Well, you know, when I go in the studio, it's like uh, music is my passion, you know, and it's my life. And um, I just engulf myself in the music. And um, a lot of times I go in there with no, with no, with no hook or no written song, and I just listen to the beat, and I just vibe, get in my zone, and basically just let the beat take me wherever it takes me, you know, and, um, you know, I collaborate with, you know, whoever, you know, in there with me or whoever got the session book with me, you know, we just put our heads together and vibe until we come up with something hot, you know, and then from there, you know, I'm a writer, so I'm going to take my time and, you know, try to just come with some, you know, lyrically in depth that, you know, everybody go, you know, vibe with, because, you know, I don't just like the rap and just ride the beat. I actually like to rap about stuff and have some meaning and some substance in, in my raps that leave some kind of message, you know? For sure, absolutely. So you go in there, you put your head together with your team, y'all start vibing. I'm sure the energy gets pretty intense. I would like to know, because you're not just a hip-hop artist, like you said, you're also an author. You have sold books. That is something very unique. When you're in the lab, do you think that you've benefited uh, the both worlds colliding together? Um, yeah, you oh, definitely. Get, you know what I'm saying? Are you able to just bounce strengths off of both fields when you're in the studio? Yeah, definitely did because, um, like on my last mixtape, I just dropped uh, Crack Music 2. Um, a few of my songs on there are, are basically like I'm telling a story, you know what I mean, and through through the through the music, so you can listen to it. And I basically I like to paint pictures with my words, so 
you get a visual, you know what I'm saying, of the audio. And then when we when we right. shoot the videos, whoever I shoot the video with, no matter what, who's the director or videographer, I'm going to always have, you know, a storyline for my videos. So all of my videos are a little more unique from the other artists, you know, around, you know, around my area or whatever. So I got a lot of, I get a lot of views on YouTube because of my videos. They mostly be like short stories. So I kind of, you know, utilize my storytelling ability and my creativities, not only just in the music, but also in the actual visual of the art. You know, when we do the videos, we got a video right. with this shot called Pick Police. And it's, 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 it's like a short film. It's, it's, it's real. It's real crazy. They gonna love it. I'm going to have to check that out for sure because I can just sense from you in this short time chopping it up with you, Sporty Black. I, You know, I've never spoke with you before, but in this short time, I can just tell that you are what this game needs, and you're an all-around artist. You know, it's some of us out here, we're rappers, and that's what we do. You know, to be able to wear the different hats like that and bring creativity into you know, like you said, your lyrics, you don't just want them to, you know, bump to your music and you just ride the beat. You want it to have that substance. You want to paint a visual for your listeners through your videos. So I could just tell 40 Black is an all-around creative mind in this short time. So explain your writing process to me. Uh, Do you happen to write better at night or in the AM? Well, um, uh, break down the blueprint. Okay. Yeah. Like mostly like 90% of all the literature that I wrote, I wrote it while I was incarcerated because when you incarcerated, you look for an escape, anything you can utilize to, escape that harsh reality that you are in at that moment that what you use. So for me, writing was my escape. So, you know, while, you know, all the BS going on inside of the, you know, the penitentiary, you know, Mm -hmm. I would grab my pen and my pad and I would be out of there. I'd be all over the place. And most of my writing comes from, you know, personal experiences in my life or, um, I might read a book. I should read a lot of urban literature, like Donna Gone, old school stuff, like Iceberg Slam. And I might read yeah. a book, and I didn't like how it ended. I was like, well, if I would have wrote the book, I would have wrote it like this. So I might, you know, come up with okay. stuff in my mind based off my life, you know what I mean? And I kind of cultivate from that in the other, uh, right. another tale, and I just put it all together, you know what I mean? But most of my writing I did when I was in, in prison and um, I write all times of the day. Since I've been out, the only time I have to write now is, like, in the wee hours of the a.m. from, like, 1 to 4. Okay, because you out the there on your grind during the day. And then, yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of fair to say that just writing and music saved you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, you're, you know, I'm sure you may have reached to a higher power or had some other outlet, but I'm saying during that time that you were faced with some of the hardest challenges of your life, a decade, I mean, I can't imagine that. So hearing your story, it's like 
if you would not have had the poetry and the writing and the rapping, you know, what would you have had in that 10 years to keep you sane? Exactly, exactly. Because one thing about um, incarceration, it's no such thing as the people in there, they can't um, rehabilitate you. Rehabilitation got to come from within. You got to rehabilitate yourself. Absolutely. So, you know, you got to, you got to cling to something. So my real rehabilitation was the fact that I was always striving for a higher learning, a higher education, you know, so I kept my head in a book, you know, trying to gain more knowledge and wisdom and understanding. I got closer, you know, to the, to the, to the most high, you know, and, you know, I prayed a lot. I did a lot of working out and I did a lot of writing. I just did tons of tons of writing. That's all I did. Yeah. Man. And that's why now you're out here and you have this amazing story to tell, because like you said, you could have been in there and just used it as a crutch and been like, you know what? I got a 10 year sentence. My life is a wrap. I mean, I know a lot of cats that don't do 10 years that chose that route or they get out and they just get right back in there. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. again, Sporty Black, you are the definition of a true G, you see, because to me, I'm surrounded by a lot of G. Where I grew up, it's a gang-infested place, too. I'm from Roswell, New Mexico. So everyone always asking about UFOs. But what I say is I just see a lot of G's. But the difference to me is a real G never fails to put the younger G's up on game. Exactly. And that's what you're doing. Because, you know, so many artists or people could just have been dealt your hand and got out here and just used it in a negative way. You know what I mean? Or you could be praising that life and helping to get your younger brothers and sisters landed in the same spot you was in. You know, you really out here doing it. You publishing books. You got a major single that's hot. I love your track, by the way. Uh, Drop Top, that reminded me of Texas. I miss Texas. It has that southern sound. You know, so I'm like, 40 Black, you really out here doing it. You didn't use that as a crutch, you came out here and used it as empowerment. So I just want to talk about this single that you have, Drop Top. You chose yeah, yeah. to make that your single. You have it playing in heavy rotation on EAE Radio. Shout out to the number one source for music, branding, and digital advertising with over 10 million listeners worldwide. No shade to any other network. (laughs) But explain to me and all the listeners why you chose Drop Top as your single. Uh, Well, it's ironic that you said that uh, uh, sending to Drop Top, uh, I don't know, I went in the studio with my my producer, uh, King David. You know, he done worked with the likes of Rich Homie Corn. He wrote for... um, the group Jagged Edge and, you know, so forth and so forth. He got a very impressive resume. And I had the hook in my head and when I came to him with it, like, man, I need something that Texas sound to it, you know, because, you know, I like mm-hmm. I like that style of music when I'm riding in my car or whatever. And so we got in the studio and um, we came up with it. And then I liked how he mixed and mastered it with the sound effects and stuff. And I listened to it over and over. So, um, 
when I was talking to the A and R guy from EAE Radio about picking the picking the single, you know, we went through a few singles from my uh, Reverb Nation profile, and when he heard that one there, he like, oh man, this it, man, this the one. And I said, yeah, man, that's the one too. So I had a later friend in the car with me. She was like, yeah, that's the one. So all three of us, you know, chose like that to be the one to go with first. And um, yeah, it, it it's been taking off. It's been taking off, and a lot of different um, radio outlets from any radio. So online radio is is you know it's getting a lot of play. It is, and I know that Jonathan, head of EAE Radio Digital Branding, I know he would not have chose this song. I mean, I heard it in a couple of seconds into it. I'm like, man, this is Texas. I was surprised when I even saw you were from Atlanta. It just reminded yeah. me so much of Texas that it, you yeah. know, and me missing Texas right now. It just did something for me. So I think we should drop it on them. You know, A-Town, they're going to feel this. Everyone in Texas is going to feel this. The whole Dirty South going to feel this. You think they They're ready right. for it? I hope they're ready for it. They better be. I got my boy, 40 Black, 72 Drop Top. Yeah, pay this shit, King Day. Ride down here to Texas, man. Fuck with them boys. Shout out to Free Label ENT for fucking with a nigga on the song. We in that motherfucker, man. Pouring up, drinking on that mud, smoking on that gas. You know what I mean? Real player shit. You did. Send it to drops all candy paint, milk block, pull up in the parking lot, make these bitches mock drop, peanut butter inside, make these niggas constipate, shit it on the car show, so I had to defecate. Send it to drops all candy paint, milk block, pull up in the parking lot, make these bitches mock drop, peanut butter inside, make these niggas constipate, shit it on the car show. So I had to defecate My little partner Cortland got a cutlass sitting on sixes Every time he hit the block Boy, that young nigga be shitting And that nigga D-block Shitting on the parking lot With that candy red Camaro Safe to say he bleed the block Y'all nigga PMSing in my section We be flexing Sipping on that lean and rind Clean like we from Texas and my cousin Skinny got the challenge up with Red Strike. And I got the dance with the European. Yeah, like. Plus, I got the new school with push button admission. Chrysler 200, that's the limited edition. Sitting on the competition with the Austin Giovannis. When I pull up, pull up, pull up, you can tell I'm getting money. Send it to drop, talk, candy paint, milk, block. Pull up in the parking lot, make these bitches mock drop. Peanut butter inside, make these niggas constipate. Shit it on the car show, so I had to defecate. Send it to drop, talk, candy paint, milk, block. Pull up in the parking lot, make these bitches mock drop. Peanut butter inside, make these niggas constipate. Shit it on the car show, so I had to defecate. King Street Car Show, yearly competition. Shout out that nigga T-Rock, cause he did it for the city. He the cleanest nigga in it, and this shit. Even in that old school. And he worked the rim like King David. Worked the pole too. And that nigga feel pot, Monte Carlo still hot. Want so many trophies, take a pick, that's a kill shot. Aquafina, blue paint. 
right, what a than the ocean war. Plus that purple vert, we go call it purple potion club. Yeah, I'm Loki club. What the fuck you niggas thought it was? 28 inches on that cup. Chevy club, steel rhyme, swerving on the curb, sip and serve. Often that suburban status service selling herbs. Sending to drop talk, candy paint, milk block. Pull up in the parking lot, make these bitches mock drop. Peanut butter inside, make these niggas constipate. Shit it on the car show, so I had to defecate. Sending to drop talk, candy paint, milk block. Pull up in the parking lot, make these bitches mock drop. Peanut butter inside, make these niggas constipate. Shit it on the car show, so I had to defecate. That's Sporty Black with 72 Drop Top. That single salute. is slapping. Salute, salute. Man, that's so Texas, so dirty south. For all the listeners <laughs> that just heard that banger, tell them where they can stream and purchase your track. Hopefully you don't have it on any free platforms. <laughs> Yeah, they can definitely um they can get it from iTunes, Google Play, Rhapsody, Spotify, you know, any of the um any of the um online music stores you can you can copy. Okay, so y'all just heard that. Seventy two drop top forty black available on all digital platforms. So that track is slapping, like I said, I'm ready for your next move. Please tell us what we can expect from you and your brand. Um, hopefully you plan to expand more with EAE Management Group and get distribution with Capital Music Group. Uh, what's your next chess move? Uh, yeah, well, right now, um, like I said, we just uh, completed the video for my um, next single called Cricket Police. You know, we're getting ready to drop that. And uh, like I say, we're currently still pushing crap music, too, because, you know, it's only been on live mixtape for, like, maybe a month. So we plan to keep pushing that. But I'm definitely in the studio working, you know, on my follow-up. I got um, an EP I'm going to come out with called um, Leftovers, basically, like music that was left over from, you know, the crack music too. Just kind of something to hold them over until I drop my um, first official album, which is going to be entitled Street Hieroglyphics, dropping maybe at the end of this year. Man, those titles alone got me ready. I'm going to definitely be following your journey. I mean, I'm even looking forward to your next drop, Put the Police. I mean, we need people out here spitting that truth, man, and that's what you're doing. Exactly. So, I want to know, Sporty Black, you know, you, your music is on fire. You're a great lyricist all around. You have some big things going on for you. You're out here working what seems to be 25 hours a day and eight days a week. They're right. I mean, that's what it seems like. I mean, you're holding it down in a major way. A lot of people would have gave up or just throw their hands in the air and had a million excuses, and I just cannot salute you enough. I would like to know, you have spoke on some deep trials in your life. 
since being out here, do you think that it's a fair playing field for you? Um, Have you faced any challenges since you've been out as far as your career goes? Well, you know, in life, you know what I mean, we everybody faced with, you know, adversity, but, you know, like the great Napoleon Hill once said, um, a person's true strength shows in its darkest hour of adversity, you know what I mean? So I don't I don't try to use nothing as an excuse. I don't believe in the, you know, the race car stuff. I mean, because I feel like this really is a free country, and um, the freedom you have is the freedom to grind. You can't nobody take that from you. So basically it's all about how hard you want it. So it's like if you know you got a felony on your record, then you just got to work harder than – or somebody that don't got a feeling on their record. As far as musically, um, can't 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 nothing hold you back except yourself. If you hot and you believe in yourself, you just gotta you gotta keep pushing yourself, and you got enough supporters get them to push with you. You know enough people here. You know if you hot, you hot. You know can't nobody take that from you. Man, I got forty black dropping jewels on y'all. That's absolutely correct. We are in control of our own destiny. We are the only ones that can get in our way. I figured you were going to come with the correct answer, just vibing with you in this short time. Um, But that's absolutely the answer I was looking for, and I knew you would come with it. So why don't we go ahead and tell all the listeners out there, where can they find you on social media, your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook? Please spell out all your social media handles clearly and slowly. Okay, you can um you can follow me on Twitter at m dunson eighty three. That's m d u n s o n eighty three. Um, also on Facebook, you can um follow my official music page at Marcus Sporty Black Dunson. Sporty Black is S P O R T Y Black B L A C C Dunson D U N S O N. That's my full name, Marcus Sporty Black Dunson. On IG, you can uh, follow me at Sporty Black, which is one word S P O R T Y B L A C C. It's Sporty Black with two C's. Basically, you can just Google me, and I, I'll pop up because I got a tons and tons of tons of work, tons of work. So all the listeners out there, go follow my boy Sporty Black right now. Again, that's S-P-O-R-T-Y-B-L-A-C-C. And you are following me on all social networks, correct? Yes, ma'am. I need to follow you on Twitter, though. I need to follow you on Twitter. Okay, because I definitely want to keep in touch with you, Sporty Black. So talk to me about... Talk to me a little bit about your experience on EAE Radio thus far. Oh, I mean, thus far, um, this has been like my biggest, my biggest um, platform, you know, of of date, you know. And I appreciate um, the opportunity. I appreciate all the love, all the support, and the major Twitter blasts. It's like since I've been dealing with with you guys, I don't got so many new followers on Twitter. It's like my timeline be going crazy. <laughs> so shout out <laughs> just for that, you know. And um, 
basically just shout out yeah. for the opportunity to get my music on FM radio because prior to this, I just only been on, you know, internet radio. Well, we still digital. We have 40 digital license stations, and we have over 10 million listeners worldwide. So that's huge. And you're talking about your notifications being lit. Shout out to EAE Radio, and shout out to Renegade Revolt for beasting on all levels with the promo because I've been seeing your social media presence myself, and they have you lit around the clock. I'm like, 40 Black is just lit. You know, 72 drop top, it's all over the place right now. All right. So, again, shout out to EAE Radio and Renegade Revolt. And I have to ask 40 Black, have you enjoyed chopping it up with me and being on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast tonight? Did I do a good job? Oh, uh, you did an exceptional job. I, you know, I definitely enjoyed the um the opportunity to you know speak with you about my life and time. It's been an honor. You have Forty Black, one of the most touching and inspirational stories that I've been blessed to be a part of. You know, it's not every day that we cross paths with not only an artist like you, but a person like you. You are the definition of a real G. You are the definition of a real artist. So keep your eyes forward. Don't look back. Keep doing what you're doing. And I hope to see you at the top. Hey, thank you. Thanks a million. Absolutely. People, please expect bigger and better things to come from this artist, Sporty Black. He is an artist who is focused, who is passionate, who is driven, who has faced all odds and overcome them. For all the listeners out there, for all the prisoners behind bars, just know that we all control our own destiny. Sporty Black dropped some real knowledge on Jules on us today, and I hope that all the listeners soaked up game. So please keep in touch with me on your journey, Sporty Black and EAE Radio. Yeah, I definitely will. I definitely do that. This is the official Boss Talk radio host of Hot 94.7 and EAE Radio, Houston's number one station for all major hits. Follow my story on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook daily at Q-W-E-E-N-C-H-I-N-G. Most importantly, download our banging mobile app, Eman's Angels, from the Google Play Store for Android users and the App Store for iPhone users. Stream from over 15 different cities daily. Download the app today, send the queen a message via the live chat button, and I'll respond right back. Sporty Black, thank you again. It's been an honor. Likewise, likewise. Thank y'all for the opportunity. Be blessed. I'll see you at the top. Shoot.